infamous words. That was Keith Jackson for all of you old-time college football fans out there. Good morning and welcome. The heat is on. Somebody's got the furnace lit here in the Valley of the Sun. And it's a gorgeous and getting real warm Wednesday. Happy hump day. Uh, The Valley getting ready to start the never seemingly never-ending triple digit you know it's like uh we turn into wall street where every day it's a triple digit move here in the valley of the sun i'm joe jaquin ceo of the patriot trading group our toll-free number 800-951-0592 the website you know i don't want to brag but it's the best in the business, at allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine. You get all the videos, the articles, all of the things that keep you in the know. For those of you that don't know, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, it is what we do. Gold and silver, we like to call it wealth insurance. And when you start thinking about what is happening you may want to load up my favorite guy. Remember Jeffrey Gunlotch? We we talk about him uh, whenever he comes out. I want to bring it to you. Big big news. Following up on the news that he gave last week. Remember last week he was telling you, listen, we're, I'm not looking for a fifty dollar or hundred dollar move in gold. I'm looking for a thousand dollar move. I'm going to tell you what he had to say yesterday a big sell off on Wall Street ended up down over 400 points. The sell off continuing today uh, right now down another 140 points and and here's the problem. The guidance of these corporations isn't what they were hoping for. In other words, if you've seen the earnings, they're good. I mean, you know, because they had the tax breaks and all that stuff, and the earnings are good, but then when they have the the press conference or the conference call, and the CEO and the COO and the CFO are on a conference call with all the quote-unquote analysts out there, they're saying things like, yeah, nah, we don't see us uh, continuing on this path. Uh, costs are getting more expensive. Uh, margins are under pressure. Or sales don't appear. We don't anticipate them being that much better. You know, those things like that. And that's what's been uh, hitting the market hard. Wall Street, of course, was priced for perfection. Uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to get it. Uh, and, and the 10-year note, right, we keep talking about it. And remember what that is. It's not that complicated. They want you to think that it is, right? They don't want you to pay attention, right? And you'll hear it if you actually listen to the idiot box, which I suggest none of you do. But but you have to, right? You turn the TV on. Maybe you turn on CNBC or you turn on Fox or Bloomberg or Squawk Box or whatever. You know, they got so many of the billionaire channels out there. They'll tell you, oh, well, you know, the Fed's raising rates because things are good. right? And that, and that and they want you to kind of buy into this thing. That's not what's happening. And yesterday, the sell-off intensified after the Treasury auction. 
So remember now, we we owe twenty one trillion and, and we're adding trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, right? Now now you kinda hear everybody saying, Yeah, we're gonna go and debt a trillion dollars this year. Just you know that's not the real number. Right? The real number is gonna be closer to one point six, one point seven trillion. We're almost gonna be two trillion dollars in debt. And and by twenty nineteen we probably will be adding two trillion dollars worth of debt every year but we've got to sell it all not only do we got to sell the debt that we're we're currently accumulating you got to sell all the other debt out there so every day they have debt auctions which most people don't pay a lot of attention to i can tell you right now i've been doing this 15 years you know we talk about it once in a while not like we do today now it's all i want to talk about and they sell 30, 40, 50 billion dollars of two-year notes, six-month notes, three-month notes. Uh, it's very, very commonplace now for treasury auctions to be 150 to 200 billion dollars a day. That's a lot of paper to sell. And what's been happening is less and less foreign buyers continue to show up to the auctions yesterday it happened again and it really kind of started wall street uh at one point was down uh close to 600 points uh because we had a two-year treasury auction yesterday it didn't go very well and now the two-year note is above two and a half percent. Why is that important? Because they they talk about the ten year. All oh, the ten years, like today, the ten years three point zero two. I already gave you the number yesterday three oh five. And if we go above three oh five, look out. But it's at three oh two. Then as high as three oh three today. But we only sell, and I say only, you know, thirty, forty, fifty billion dollars of ten year notes a week. The vast majority of the debt that we sell is two years or less. And that's where the rates are really skyrocketing. I'm going to tell you what happened at the auction yesterday, and then we're going to the new Bond King, one of my top three favorite guys. When this guy talks, you need to listen. Jeffrey Gunlodge was out again yesterday talking about bonds, talking about gold. As I was driving into work this morning, I didn't even look at the gas price. I didn't want to see it. Every time I, I look at it, it's, it's, it's continuing to head higher. Uh, prices here in the Valley of the Sun uh, now eclipsing $3 a gallon uh, in the Scottsdale area. Here near my office, you're looking at two eighty two seventy nine nine uh, a gallon for gasoline. And and I just don't even want to look at it anymore. Uh, but we're talking about the move on Wall Street and what's really happening. Right? Is it the Fed's raising rates because things are good, or is the Fed raising rates because they're worried about what's coming next and how big is the inflation gauge? And remember. They have so many reports that don't make it on the air. 
Matter of fact, they've got it all set up. It's such a great deal. What a, it's, it's incredible how good the deal is. Hey, you guys report the number we want you to report, and let's just pretend that all the other numbers that we have don't matter. See, the problem is that all these other countries, they see that data, and they know what's going on, and it's now starting to reflect in what's happening in the bond market. And and, and you start thinking about yesterday's two-year note auction. Right, we were selling thirty-two billion dollars of two-year notes, and of course, we were selling three-month notes and six-month notes and all of those things. But the two-year note broke above two and a half percent. Right, which means what does that mean for us? That means our share of the debt just got more expensive. Right, so so every time we see the rates rising in the in the bond market, in other words, the 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 bond the dollar of the bond is falling, the rates are rising. That just means the interest on the debt went up. And what the problem is is normally in a two-year auction, there'll be three times the bidder for the size of the note. And that, that and that would just be average. That's not even great. That's just kind of an average number. Yesterday, it was down to 2.6. And, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me, that's a huge number. But what was even bigger in that number was what were the foreigners doing, Right. Where who ended up holding the thirty-two billion dollars? And we had one another one of those dreadful foreign participation numbers. And of course, we can speculate, right? Because they don't tell us that the Chinese weren't buying, and who knows what uh, what the Japanese were doing or what anybody else was doing. But it it just caused. Wall Street to crash, and of course we got an auction, another auction again today, uh, and then yesterday Jeffrey Gunlotch was back out again, and now they refer to him as the Bond King now, and the reason is he's an expert in death, right? Why do you think it is? He's one of the superstars of hedge funds, right? You've got to be a, an, an uber-rich guy to give your money to him, right? So he controls, you know, over a $100 billion in 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 money. And, and of course, they're the rich people, they give it to him to, to manage uh, what it is that that they want to, out, you know, obviously, what do they want to do? They want to make more money. And so he's the guy they go to. And and it was really interesting, his comments yesterday. He came out and he talked about, hey, rates are going higher, right? The, the Federal Reserve has alternative measures that, that signify that the rates of 
of inflation is significantly higher than what they've been reporting. Okay, this was this was the comments that he was making yesterday. Significantly told you that they want inflation to be two percent, right? Which is, and it's so hilarious. It's almost you know what? It's 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 actually insulting because what they really mean is we want to devalue your money by two percent every single year. And somehow, when you turn on the idiot box, they act like that's a great thing. Right? I mean, if we can just get inflation to 2%, everything's going to be great. Right? And, and, and I've never understood it because I'm like, that's not a good thing. I don't want my money to be worth 2% less. If anything, I want it to be what? Worth 2% more. But this is what has been happening, and this is what the central bank does. And, I, I you know, the, the Red for Ed movement. And I find, I mean, this thing has gone nationwide. They're walking out in Colorado. They're walking out here. They're walking out everywhere. The problem is they're going to the wrong place. Right? They're, they're walking to their state capitol building. You're going to the wrong place. Where you need to go is to your Federal Reserve Bank and start protesting there. They're the ones. The governor, right, he doesn't have a printing press. He didn't want to devalue your currency or your money, the hard-earned paychecks, by 2% a year, and of course, and then lie about it. He didn't want to do any of that. Right? If anything, what you need to do is find the federal in, in the West, that's in San Francisco. You need to go there. Start protesting there because the reason why these teachers can't earn a decent living making, you know, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year has nothing to do with the governor. It has to do with the central bank, and this is what they've done. And now the one of the greatest fund managers in the world is telling you, we got a problem. And the problem is real simple. We're not even getting started here on the 10-year note. Now, remember, he made the call in October about the treasuries going above 263 and the volatility that it was going to cause and and all of the damage that it was going to do to the to the stock market and of course right we look at it now obviously he was right so now he comes out yesterday and says hey federal reserve's got a different number and it's not 2% According to Gunlock, he says it's a lot more like 3%, and that he is not spending a single dollar buying Treasury. He says that Treasury, U.S. Treasury bonds, are now the least attractive investment, saying that the dollar 
this little dollar, you know, they've had a little dollar rally the last, you know, three, four days. He says that the dollar's going down. Treasury yields are going to continue to rise because people don't want them. And then he talked about gold. And he said there is the the what they call the head and shoulders bottom pattern. And, and if you're a chartist, right, they look for these things. He said gold, something very exciting is happening. The bottom is in. We're getting ready to take out the new highs, and we're going to tack on a thousand dollars an ounce. Now you may be sitting there saying, "Oh, but yes, fine, all right, that's great. It's not great." I mean, it's great if you buy and buy it now and it goes up a thousand. I guess that's great. But gold going up by a thousand dollars. What is that really telling you? Think about it for a second. Why did Russia buy another 300,000 ounces of gold last month? <laughs> right? Why did Turkey all of a sudden, you know what, send us all our gold back, right? Germany, send us all our gold back, right? And all of these nations uh, getting together and putting their assets into gold. One of the things that he said was where is the money going to go? He says normally, and and he's talking about decades, right, going back decades, when equities would sell, right, you would have the move, the money would move to bonds. He said that's not going to happen this time. The money's not going to move into bonds. The money's going to move into commodities, and of course, I mean the 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 biggest commodity that he talked about was gold. But don't don't worry, it's going to go into silver as well. But here's a guy who, you know, unlike these other people who say they make calls, he's made them all, right? He made the housing market call. He made the 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 Great Recession call. He made the call about the ten year note at the end of last year. And now he's telling you what's coming this year. He's a guy, if you've listened to me for 15 years, I've talked about this guy for 15 years. They call him the Bond King, and he came out yesterday and told everybody that would listen. It was, this wasn't even in a note to just his client. I'm not buying a single U.S. Treasury note. And I don't care what the yield is, 3%. And, and he didn't, you know, and what he meant was, I don't care how high it goes. It's the least attractive place to put your money, according to Gunlotch. And this is kind of, this is what's happening, right? And you see all of these people out here trying to give you all of these different answers as to why this is happening, that's happening. It's really simple. It's a debt problem. And really, you know, for you, either you do something about it or you don't. You all know that you you know we, we can't run $2 trillion a year deficit. Here's the problem. I would actually be, I don't want to say, okay, that's not the right word, 
But but if the debt would would just stop at two trillion dollars a year, I'd be a little bit relieved. It's not stopping at two. Right now, they're only now admitting to one. Think about when before Barack Obama took office. Okay, the debt wasn't even ten trillion. When he left office, it was nineteen. Right, I, I I know I only went to public school, but I do know how to do math. Nineteen minus ten is nine. He was only in office for eight years. We've been doing trillion dollar deficits already, and then they talk about how the debt is now getting ready to explode. But yet they're still now they're now you know now they're saying, well, we're going to run trillion dollar deficit. No. We've already run them. Getting, it's going to be much, much worse. And here's the problem. Rising Treasury yields are bad for stocks. Why? Why are they bad for stocks? Well, because Wall Street's a debt market. Most of these companies out there, they do just as much selling debt as they do selling stuff. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Wednesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. During the years from 1976 to 1980, when Ronald Reagan was traveling the country, speaking informally and listening to hundreds of small groups, he sharpened his own conservative philosophy and his vision of where America should be headed. In his speech in 1975, he spelled out his formula. That speech is so relevant now that the rest of this broadcast is a quote from Reagan's speech. We have been through a disastrous election. It's easy for us to be discouraged as pundits hail that election as a repudiation of our philosophy and even as a mandate of some kind or other. But the significance of the election was not registered by those who voted. I am impatient with those Republicans who say we must broaden the base of our party when what they really mean is to fuzz up and blur the differences between ourselves and our opponents. It was a feeling that there was not a sufficient difference between the parties that kept a majority of the voters away from the polls in the last election. Our people look for a cause to believe in. We need a new and revitalized second party, raising a banner of no pale pastels, but bold colors which make it unmistakably clear where we stand on all the issues troubling the people. Let us show that we stand for fiscal integrity and sound money and for an end to deficit spending. Let us also include a permanent limit on the percentage of people's earnings that government can take without our consent. Let us explore ways to ward off socialism. A political party cannot be all things to all people. It must represent certain fundamental beliefs which must not be compromised to political expediency or simply to swell its numbers. It's time to reassert that principle and raise it to full view. And if there are those who cannot subscribe to those principles, then let them go their way. 
1975 advice from Ronald Reagan is still good advice today. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. Yesterday we had the $5 Libs, the $5 Gold Liberties, the older ones, 1866 to 1907, fractional material, which I love. Because, you know, I'm smart enough to know, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I should take, let me rephrase that, because I kind of do know what's going to happen. Right? The the dollar, the Federal Reserve note, we're on the decline now. That's just what it is. Right? We lived in a huge debt bubble, and you go, just go back to 1971. I mean, the, the entire national debt was $400 billion. $250 billion of that was World War II. Right? And then another big chunk of that was the stuff that Lyndon Johnson did. I think it was the Great Society or whatever it was called. Right? Remember, that's where food stamps came out of, by the way. And you you think about the fact that as a whole, up until that point, 195 years of history, the only time we even had inflation was war, right? which is pretty good reason to have it, right? I mean, there's a world war going on, right? Or there's a, uh, a civil war, or something. you know, there's a war. And as soon as the war ended, there was no inflation. The government ran balanced budgets. The loan exceptions war. Right by you know World War World War One, we ran up the debt. By by the time the Great Depression came along, nineteen twenty nine, we had, had most of it paid off. I remember, and what one time Andrew Jackson had the entire debt paid off. But even as early as the the 1930, the national debt was it was nothing. Then obviously it spiked at during World War II, and then we had just as many years from World War II uh, right up until Lyndon Johnson. We had more. Well, about the same, maybe a couple more years of budget surpluses than budget deficits, and we didn't have inflation. Inflation's a central bank thing. Right now they they oh well, we want two percent right, and if they want two percent, you know what they really want right? They really want four or five percent because they lie about inflation as it is. They manipulate it and 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 understate it. And you start thinking about how we took a $400 billion deficit, 
In 10 years, it went from $400 billion to a trillion. Unheard of. A trillion. Right? Interest rates were through the roof. Right? Interest rates were double digit. And we spent the net, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s lowering interest rates from double digits to zero and tacking on $20 trillion worth of debt and not thinking that way. You don't think that we're going to ultimately go the other way, and now it's go the other way time, right? Because the debts now are so big, they're not manageable anymore. So here's what I know. The Federal Reserve note, like all the other fiat currencies, is going away. That's not to scare anybody. That's just telling you facts. Right? Go all the way back from the Ming Dynasty to today, they all go to zero. Why? Well, they issue so much and have so much debt, eventually nobody wants it. What's happening now in the debt markets? I mean, let's be honest. What's happening? Are people flooding in there? No. I mean, think about it. Uh, A 10-year note just a few years ago was 2%. It's up 50%, and nobody wants it. And we're going to get, at least in my, my, my hope, is we're going to have some organized event, and we'll end up with some form of an electronic credit. That's what I'm guessing. And it's going to be orderly. I mean, it's going to be very painful, but orderly. But I'm also smart enough to know, hey, that may be wishful thinking. Right? You start thinking about all of these protesters out here. Right, the the red for Ed, and it's everywhere. And like I said, they're just misguided. You're just going to the wrong place. By the way, you know what I what I never I don't hear how much our property taxes going to go have to go up to pay for it all. <laughs> right, it's not like the state of Arizona's just got all this extra money laying around, or any of these states. None of them do. But they're going to the wrong place. They don't understand. All this they understand is, hey, at the end of the day, my paycheck doesn't go this far enough. I need more money. Right? And that's the symptom, right? They keep printing it and printing it and printing it and printing it and printing it. And and then you need more of it and more of it and more of it and more of it just to buy the exact same thing. And then pretty soon, people don't want it at all. Because they know, why would I buy a 10-year note? Because in 10 years' time, the dollar's going to go down by by half. <laughs> right? Why would I do that? I don't want to do that. I'm only getting 3%. The dollar's going to fall 50%. No thanks. So, could these protests turn violent? And absolutely, they could. Right? People, you know, people got to eat. That's why I love the five dollar libs that we ran the other day. We 
We only we had 150 of them yesterday. There's 47 left. I bought them all, right? There's 47 of them left. They're $355. Now, gold's down $8. may not finish down, but it's down $8 today from yesterday. So prices were going to go up yesterday. Today, I just left them where they were. A $20 gold piece is $1,400. So for an extra $20, you're going to get four coins. Here's why I like that deal. Because you normally can, you never can get that close to a, to, a, to a 20 with four fives. But hey, maybe you need to buy a generator. Maybe you need to pay your property tax. Or maybe you need to buy the chicken coop or whatever it's a whole lot better to have something a little smaller 47 five dollar gold liberties they're 355 at 800 951 radio news hour we'll be back right after the break $5 liberties at three fifty-five, And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a deal of a lifetime. But if you want to buy 20s at 1400 and say, hey, you know what, Joe, I don't think I'm going to need it, great. Those are a great price as well. This is the last day. I'm about out of Silver Eagles. I got to go up to 390. Today is the last day of U.S. Silver Eagles at 385. They've been on sale here for a couple of days, and you know my feeling on silver, right? Make sure uh, I'm still a gold guy, right? I like to buy into Big Brother, but Little Brother's getting ready to make a move as well. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles at 385. Per roll, so you get 20, 20 silver eagles in a roll. And then the U.S. $5 Liberty gold pieces at 355 Now, something happened yesterday to go along with what Jeffrey Gunlotch was saying that I thought was very, very telling. And by the way, I was having some computer issues. I now got uh, the, the, the articles up, so... Uh, I'm just going to tell you what exactly the quote Gunlatch gave yesterday. Foreigners will be more adverse to purchasing U.S. Treasuries because hedging costs have made the U.S. Treasury the least economical of all government bonds. Because you know, let's face it, you know, if you buy treasuries and a lot of them, you know, because you got to remember these, these these people aren't coming in buying five thousand dollars worth of treasuries, right? They're they're buying five billion, right? They got they hedge, and according to Gunlots, listen, the hedge has gotten real expensive, right? Because everybody knows things are going to get much much worse, and he and he talked about the three percent level. And he says, listen, it doesn't matter. Just kind of like what I said yesterday. It may break it, it may not. Nobody cares. We won't see a bid for safety out of stocks and into bonds. We won't see a bond market rally. 
And then he went on to say the next big move will be in gold prices, which have broken their downtrend line and are on the verge of breaking out to the upside. It's getting almost exciting. Something big is happening. His signal was a move of $1,000 in gold price. He calls the next move explosive, potential energy, a huge head and shoulder bottom, and that's where he thinks the next move is. Now, what happened yesterday that I thought was really telling? President Donald Trump said he was sending a delegation of his top economic advisors to Beijing next week to try to settle trade disputes that have upset the U.S.-China relations and have rattled markets worldwide. Guess who he's sending? Because you think, okay, if you're talking about trade, right, you you send the Commerce Secretary, right, you, you send uh, the Na- National Economic Council uh, Director, right, Larry Kudlow, Right, you, you you probably would send Wilbur Ross, right? Because they're trade guys. No who else is making the trip? Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. What does the Treasury Secretary have to do with trade? Right, you you figuring it out now? You don't think they're worried? You don't think that they see what's happening? Right here we are talking about trade tariffs, and we're going to send the Treasury Secretary. <laughs> right? Hey, we're going to send Steve Mnuchin over there because, you know what, we, we, we got a problem. And then the bond king comes out and says, yeah, nobody wants Treasury notes because they're the least attractive investment out there. Why are they the least attractive investment out there? Not just because the yield's only 3%. Not because, not just because he believes inflation is up to 50% understated, but the cost to hedge the amount of dollars these nations are spending has made it the least attractive investment in the world. Now, why would it cost so much to hedge against U.S. government debt, right? You know, if you want to believe that, we've never defaulted. They actually have, but, but you know, I won't get into, into that in this show. And the answer is very simple, because we're on the downtrend. Remember the story, as I, you know, that I just told. We've lived in a mispriced debt market since 1980. And really, go, you probably, you know, let's really be honest, probably since 1971. They've manipulated it all. Right? We went from double digits, right? Think about it, even when I was uh, entering the workforce. Ten-year Treasury notes yielded 8.5%. Fed funds rate was about 6, right? Ten-year note yielded 8, 8.5%. Right when you got to fifty-five, you're supposed to buy treasuries and CDs and live off the interest. 
And all as they did is they they mispriced this debt, which allowed all the other debts to become huge. One of the things also that, that Gunlet said there's not a single what he called cash rich company that's issued a single bond this year. In other words, yeah, we don't want to borrow because we think we'll, we'll lose money. Because you know how these corporations do it. They don't want to actually spend their own cash. They want to borrow it. They're not borrowing. Apparently, neither are the forwarders. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. In your note at 302 in change. Uh, the Dow's down 100 plus points right now. Uh, the S&P and the NASDAQ are lower. Uh, gold's off eight and change, 1323, 1323 down, uh, $8.70. Silver is off, uh, $0.15, 16.54. Uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles at 385. And then one of the best buys we've had, we've had a lot of great buys all year. The U.S., what's remaining of the U.S. $5 Liberty Gold pieces at 355 at 800 951 So it actually is nice, right, to get a little clarity as to why. Why all of a sudden aren't people going to the auction and to find out that, well, because once you, you know, you don't just buy them. You don't buy five, ten, twenty billion dollars of treasuries and not hedge it, right? Because you don't, you don't know. And when you factor in the cost of the hedge, it's the least attractive place to put your money. And and Gunlad says it's going to get even less attractive. And I think this is why you're seeing the. You know what? What I don't know what you want to call it a bear market in stocks, uh, bear market in bonds, whatever you want to call it. But all of that money, right? Once they come around and finally figure it out, it takes Wall Street a little while to figure it out, right? Just think about the housing crash. Once they get it all figured out, he's got a pretty good idea where the money's going to end up, and he and of course he likes what we do here, right? Legal, lawful, constitutional tender, talking about uh, gold and silver. And then we find out yesterday that the Treasury Secretary is going on the uh, the trade negotiations. Uh, and, and it just tells you, right, this is so many moving parts. And you think about, you know, and we talked a lot about what all the other countries are doing. And now the, the Chinese oil contracts, let's face it, let's, let's call it what it, what it is been really good for China. The volume there has been great, right? They're getting plenty of interest. Uh, and then the next, right, the next step in all of these things is what? Hey, we're going to start making everybody take Chinese currency for oil. And and remember what I said, and I, and I, I want you to understand why oil is so important. You can add up almost all the other commodities combined for it all to equal how much oil, how much oil be, is consumed, the dollar value for oil. 
right? You, know, you take all the iron ore, all the steel, all the corn, all the soybean, all the gold, all the silver, right? And you add it all up together, and it's still not as big as the oil market. It's huge. And the next logical step is what? The Chinese are going to say to uh, these countries, hey, you need to add the, the renminbi into your basket of currencies. Right? And when you, when you look at the basket of currencies that these countries hold, the number one holding by a mile has been U.S. dollars. Which one do you think they're going to hold less of so they can buy the Chinese currency? See what I'm saying? 800-951-0592. You're going to call. Is it going to be today or is it going to be after the big move? That's up to you. Take your radio news hour. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow.